Chevra Gut, Erev Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Tzav, Tov Shempei, Erev Shabbos Hagadol. Before we begin, we first, on behalf of all, extend our deep condolences for all those who lost a family member, a communal member, in this terrible coronavirus, that indeed may hamakayim yenachem eschem etoich sha'ar aveli tzien virushalayim. And ultimately, the only nechama that will do is that God Almighty will finally bring Mashiach Tzidkenu. And together with that will come the Tchiyas HaMesim. And may you and all of us be reunited with all of our family members back here. Ba'olam Hazeh HaGashmi with Mashiach Amen now. We also would like to wish all who need with a refuah, shlema, and kereva. May you have a speedy recovery. May you have a full recovery. And may all of us remain healthy in order to be able to serve God amongst good health. Amen. A big thank you to all of the first responders, to the doctors, to the nurses, to the Hatzalah members, and to all that are mamish putting their lives at risk, making sure that the rest of us, if we were to need them, they will be available to help us. May this merit stand for you and for your families, that you should be blessed not only with good health, but with all that you need. Bagashmius, uberuchmius, amen. So this Shabbos is a very special Shabbos. It's Shabbos Hagadol. Shabbos Hagadol, for amongst other reasons, is known the great Shabbos because great miracles happened to our grandparents on their last Shabbos when they were in Golos Mitzrayim, as we'll explain in a moment. It's also Shabbos Tzav. There obviously has to be something powerful that will inspire us in our unique matzav, Right now, don't forget that this Shabbos will already be the third Shabbos in a row that we are not going to shul, that we are in our homes, that our worlds were basically turned mamish upside down. And if we think and look in the Torah to see exactly what happened to our grandparents at the end of their goals, we will see that there are tremendous corollaries between what happened then and mamish what's happening right now. And just to point out a few, Truth is that when the, when the plagues began, who were afflicted? Only the Mitzrayim. So it says in the Chumash Befeidish. However, we also learned, we learned Chumash Rashi, we learned Chitas, and we learned the Midrashim, that by Makas Choyshech, even though it wasn't dark for the Yidin, but a tremendous amount of Yidin tragically passed away. Four-fifths of the Yidin passed away in Mitzrayim during Makas Choyshech. So not only did, were we part of the tragedies of what were happening then, but furthermore, when we were getting ready for the final Makkah, for Makkah's Bechayres, and Bechlal, every Makkah took around one month, right? Three weeks of warning and one week of the Makkah as a rule, with exceptions, including Makkah's Bechayres. But we are mamish now also in the final month before Pesach, when all this began over here. And by Makkah's Bechayres, we were told by Moshe Abeno that we were in danger. And if we would not go ahead and fulfill what we were told to do, which is taking an animal as a lamb, and with the details, taking it on this Shabbos, on the 10th day of Nisan, which fell out that year on Shabbos as it falls out this year. And we have to tie it to our bedposts. And the sheep were then Egypt's deity. And we needed to be honest to tell them that we are going to slaughter it on Wednesday. Because this is what God Almighty told us to do. In order for us to be able to do that, we needed to really experience our emuna and our bitachin, which would give us the power and the confidence to do what God tells us to do, in spite of the fact 
that one logically could have said it makes absolutely no sense doing that. We're actually putting ourselves in danger. Who knows what the Egyptians might do as a reaction to us taking their little getchkala and telling them befetish that we're going to slaughter it. We were not thinking, we were not connecting to God with our reason. We were doing that which God Almighty told us to do. And indeed, that was an opportunity for all of us to experience emuna and to experience bitach and not only speak about it. And indeed, the great miracle happened. Nothing happened to the Jewish people. Just the opposite. Miracles began to happen on the Shabbos to the benefit of the Jewish people. And ultimately, when we slaughtered the Karban Pesach, we were told by Moshe Rabbeinu that once the Satan was given permission to go out and to kill, he won't differentiate between the good and the not good. We are going to take the blood of the Karban Pesach. And as the Medrash adds, and the dam of the Brismila, and we're going to smear it on our doorposts, then God promised us that he will be Pesach. He's going to jump over our homes. And that's exactly what happened. And not only were we saved from Makas Bechayres, but then began the real ultimate, the, the first redemption, the redemption of Mitzrayim, that we began at midnight to leave. And ultimately, during the next day, Thursday, midday, we all left Mitzrayim, beyond Rama. So whatever happened then is going to happen right now. And there are so many other corollaries between those events and the times and the dates, etc., etc. That what is demanded of us right now is firstly that we have to really strengthen our betachen and emunah in God. And I know that these are very nice words that everyone is saying. But when a person, God forbid, gets sick, or when a person finds themselves in a very uh, tricky situation, when a person is seeing that their parnasa, as they had it for many years, is no longer going to be there, how do, how do I really feel inside? Am I really feeling confident? Do I really feel the trust? Am I really trachting good? This is the questions that we have now. God gave us already three weeks of an opportunity, three weeks as a chazaka, to really look inside ourselves. And to, and, to, and to challenge ourselves to feel it more, to experience the emunah. We have it within our neshamas. We just got to connect to that. To really have the, the confidence and the certainty and the betachen and emunah that God, it's God Almighty's world and everything is really and I really believe it, but I want to really feel it. And this is the first thing that we need to do, that in the koyach, in the schus of our emunah and our betachen, this in itself is the beginning of our redemption. And furthermore, as our grandparents not only needed to experience their emunah and bitachin, but they needed to take an action, there is no doubt that there is an action that needs to be taken, which will be the final action taken, which will bring us out of this goals. And I would like to suggest that that action is the name of the parsh, And the name of the parsh is Parshas Tzav. And the word Tzav means connection. And let me tell you something, that, that the type of connection the amount of Avas Yisrael that we all are witnessing now is beyond anything we witnessed in our entire lives. You know, when people are settled, when people foresee that they have Parnasa coming in and they go out and they give of their finances and they give of their time and they help get a helping hand and a lending hand, that's a great mitzvah. But at times of uncertainty, many people could have reacted the opposite. Being that I don't even know what's going to happen with me, I don't have the luxury of worrying about you. And what we are all witnessing here in our community, in Chabad Sola, here in Los Angeles, throughout all of the Jewish communities in Eretz Yisrael, the amount of Avas Yisrael is mamash unprecedented. 
and that people are putting themselves out there for the betterment of their fellow. And the type of tzav that we have right now is something that God is taking note of. And I want to just share one, one brief story that happened yesterday amongst hundreds and thousands of stories. Amongst the many WhatsApp groups, the Shluchim of Los Angeles have a WhatsApp group. Yesterday, Thursday, 6 p.m., approximately 6 p.m., our dear colleague Rabbi Label Korf puts out on this WhatsApp, Chaveirim, my son, he has a son that's slightly special needs. That son is five or six years old. He's not in the home. Now we know he already called the police a while back, but they could not find him. And he was worried that his son... The scooter was also missing. Went on a scooter and he went maybe to, there's an observatory, there, there are certain hills near where he lives. He was afraid that his son wandered off there and it's getting dark. 7.15, ah, was Shkia yesterday. And he was, he was afraid that he needs help for people to go search for his son. Now it was a very uncomfortable WhatsApp to look at, but let me tell you what happened. 30 minutes later, there were around 100 shluchim over there. Obviously in our cars, we were all keeping the, the, the social distancing. There was an army of people there, including the Hatzalah and other first responders and a lot of police were there. It turned out that Baruch Hashem, when we got there, when we were awaiting, there was someone that was going to organize this search team. So they notified us that they think they found him. And then when, once they confirmed it through the pictures, we were told that we can go. And what a great joy was that to see on the face of Rabbi, Rabbi Korf and of his wife, may they be well. The joy, to see the joy of a parent, of parents whose child was gone for a few hours, that the child was found. And what happened? This is what happened. That a delivery was made a few hours earlier and there is a gate in their home that was left a little bit open. This son is a little bit special needs. He wanted out. We all went out. He took his scooter and now we know he decided to go to Echo Park. Echo Park is four miles from their home. How we know how to get there is Mamish Gavaldik. He went there without his shoes. And as he's going there, as he's scootering there, so there was a Mexican couple that also had a child more or less his age that had that same type of special needs. And they realized that on him without shoes, the way he was going. So in the kindness of their heart, they decided to follow him. And he went to Echo Park. There is over there, a lake. There's a boat area. He knew that boat area. He decided he's going swimming. And he began to get undressed. And at that point, they decided to go over to him and they embraced him and they hugged him. And so they held on to him. They knew how to interact with him because they also had a child with that, with that same special needs. And they kept him calm and they called the police. And ultimately, he was brought back to his parents. So witnessing Witnessing such an Avas Yisrael, that when a Jew is in distress, that he calls out for help, and the amount of shluchim that came from Agura Hills, that came from Redondo Beach, all from the Valley, all from Los Angeles, and all the other people that came to help, and, and to find strangers, there's the God bless this Mexican couple, that, that it's a time of quarantine, it's a time of being by yourselves, that they took it in their hearts, no, to follow a child and to hug a child. Forget about the dangers that that may bring to them. Because they saw that someone else needs help. This is something that God is taking note of.
And without doubt, as it was then, my friends, the miracles are about to happen to us. That this indeed should be the final Shabbos in Golos. And the Golos should begin, there should be the Shabbos Hagodl, the great Shabbos, because a great redemption is coming. And may you be machazik me and I be machazik you, my friends, that we should stand with our heads tall, with our hearts filled with the moon and bitachin, with the knowledge that Mashiach indeed is about to come. And may we all celebrate noch before Yudal of Nisan to be with our Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael in the third base of Mikdash. May that happen now. Amen. Chevra. Good Shabbos.